The Eminence Grish Chapter 1 The Strings That Bind In a dimly lit room adorned with the trappings of power, gold-framed portraits of past leaders, a mahogany desk cluttered with confidential dossiers, and a vintage globe that seemed to sneer at the very notion of democracy, sat Victor Hale. Known only to a select few as the Eminence Grizz, he was the man behind the curtain, the puppet master pulling the strings of the nation's official leader, President Samuel Whitman. Victor swirled a glass of fifty-year-old scotch, its amber hue reflecting the weight of his thoughts. President Whitman had become a liability, his mental faculties deteriorating at an alarming rate. The man could barely remember his own name, let alone govern a nation. Yet Whitman was the perfect puppet, pliant, easily manipulated, and utterly devoid of original thought. Replacing him would be no small feat. Ah, the sweet irony, Victor mused, staring at the flickering candlelight. A leader so incompetent, he's perfect for the job. A populace so apathetic, they deserve him. And here I am, contemplating how to keep this sinking ship afloat. Chapter 2 The Unthinkable Option Victor opened a hidden drawer in his desk, revealing a small black book. It was a catalogue of potential replacements, each more mediocre than the last. Senators, governors, and even television personalities, all pawns in a game they didn't even know they were playing. As replaceable as they seem, none have the unique blend of ignorance and malleability that makes Whitman so... useful. Victor sighed. He closed the book and considered the unthinkable. A nation without a puppet, a stage without a performer, a game without a pawn. Could it be? Do I dare let the strings go slack? Let the nation drift into the chaos of self-governance? The thought was as terrifying as it was tantalizing. And so begins the dark dance of the Eminence Grise, a tale that promises to explore the grim corridors of power, the ethical quagmires of governance, and the soul-crushing irony of a system too broken to fix itself, yet too entrenched to dismantle. Chapter 3. The Illusion of Choice. Victor Hale leaned back in his leather chair, its creaks echoing the tension in the room. On his desk lay two envelopes, each sealed with the emblem of the nation, a mockingbird perched on a broken scale. One envelope contained a letter of resignation, penned in President Whitman's shaky handwriting, but dictated by Victor himself. The other held a list of potential accidents that could befall the President, each more discreet than the last. Ah, the illusion of choice. Victor chuckled. Do I let him resign and face the uncertainty of a new puppet, or do I cut the strings permanently and let the nation believe it was fate? His eyes darted to a painting on the wall, a satirical pais depicting Lady Justice blindfolded, her scales tippered and her sword broken. Even Justice herself would be at a loss, he moosed. Chapter 4. The Clock Strikes Midnight the grandfather clock in the corner struck midnight, its chimes a grim reminder of the ticking clock that was Victor's dilemma. He poured himself another glass of scotch, letting it sit, savouring the anticipation like he savoured the power he wielded. Finally, 
he reached a decision. Victor picked up a silver letter opener shaped like a serpent and slit open the envelope containing the letter of resignation. He read it aloud, each word dripping with the irony of a leader admitting his incompetence, yet lacking the awareness to understand it. Effective immediately, I, Samuel Whitman, resigned from the office of the President due to health concerns, Victor read, a sardonic smile creeping across his face. May God bless this nation and its people. Victor placed the letter back in the envelope and sealed it. He would deliver it to Whitman in the morning, coaching him through the act of signing his own political death warrant. As for the list of accidents that would be savoured for another day, another puppet, another crisis. Thus the eminence Greece made his choice, opting for the path of least resistance yet maximum control. But as Victor Heiler would soon discover, even puppet masters aren't immune to the twists of fate and the caprices of a system they think they control. Chapter 5 The Morning After Victor Hale arrived at the presidential residence early the next morning, the envelope containing Whitman's resignation letter tucked securely in his coat pocket. The guards, well acquainted with the man who was a frequent advisor to the president, waved him through without a second glance. As he entered the Oval Office, he found President Whitman staring blankly at a wall, lost in the fog of his deteriorating mind. Sam, we need to talk, Victor said, snapping the president back to reality, or at least as close to reality as Whitman could get. Victor handed him the envelope. Sign this, Sam. It's for the good of the nation. Whitman looked at Victor, then at the envelope, and finally scribbled his signature without reading a word. Victor couldn't help but marvel at the ease of it all. Like taking candy from a baby, he thought, suppressing a chuckle. Chapter 6 The Unraveling Thread Victor returned to his lair of political manoeuvring, satisfied yet uneasy. The resignation would be announced later that day, and the nation would be thrust into a period of uncertainty. But for Victor, the real uncertainty lay in finding a new puppet, one as pliable as Whitman, but without the mental decline. Just as he was lost in thought, his encrypted phone buzzed. The caller ID read, Unknown a rarity that piqued his interest. Victor answered, This is Hale. Mr. Hale, or should I say, Eminence Grizz, the voice on the other end was distorted but carried an air of confidence. You think you're the only puppet master in town? Victor's heart skipped a beat. For the first time in years, he felt the strings of his own making tighten around him, and so... The plot thickens. Victor Hale, the man who thought he held all the cards, suddenly finds himself in a game he didn't even know he was playing. The question now is, who's pulling the strings? Chapter 7. The Vice in Vice President Victor Hale had always considered Vice President Linda Thompson a non-entity, a political placeholder chosen for her lack of charisma and ambition. She was unpopular, not just within the corridors of power, but also among the public. Her speeches were forgettable, her policies uninspiring, and her personality as flat as a pancake. In short, she was the perfect vice president, 
ineffective and unthreatening. Ah, Linda, Victor mused, the only person less competent than Whitman, but twice as unpopular. A puppet without the charm. With Whitman's impending resignation, Linda was set to take the helm, a prospect that sent shivers down Victor's spine. She was not like Whitman. She was stubborn in her mediocrity and resistant to manipulation. Her unpopularity could trigger public unrest or, worse, an engaged electorate. Chapter 8 The Lesser of Two Evils Victor's encrypted phone buzzed again, snapping him out of his thoughts. It was another message from the mysterious unknown. V.P. Thompson is not what she seems. Tread carefully. Victor pondered the message. Could Linda Thompson, the human embodiment of beige, be more than she appeared? The thought was as unsettling as it was intriguing. He had a decision to make. Allow the unpopular vice president to ascend risking the stability he had so carefully crafted, or dig deeper into the enigma that was Linda Thompson, potentially unearthing a threat far greater than Whitman's incompetence. The stage is set for a showdown, not just between the puppet and puppet master, but also between the known evils and the unknown variables. Victor Hale's world is unravelling, and the strings he so skillfully manipulated are tangling around him. Chapter 9. The Devil You Know Victor Hale sat at his desk, his fingers drumming a restless rhythm on the polished wood. He had two options, let Linda Thompson take the reins and hope for the best or dig into the enigma she had suddenly become. The message from Unknown had unsettled him, adding a layer of complexity to an already intricate game. Perhaps it's time for some reconnaissance, Victor thought. He picked up his phone and dialed a number known to only a handful of people, the head of a clandestine intelligence agency that unofficially answered to him. I need everything you have on Linda Thompson. Leave no stone unturned, Victor ordered, his voice tinged with a sense of urgency he rarely displayed. Chapter 10. The Unveiling Hours later, a courier delivered a sealed envelope to Victor's office. It contained a dossier on Linda Thompson, filled with the usual mundane details of her life, but tucked at the end was a sealed section marked Classified. Victor's eyes widened as he read the contents. Linda Thompson, the seemingly dull and uninspiring vice president, had a hidden past involving covert operations, undisclosed foreign bank accounts, and connections to underground activist groups. Ah, Linda, you're full of surprises, Victor mused, a wry smile forming on his lips. But are you a puppet I can control or a puppeteer in disguise? Just then his encrypted phone buzzed again. Unknown had sent another message. You're getting warmer, but be careful. The strings you pull may just strangle you. The plot thickens like a stew of intrigue and deception. Victor Hale, once the puppet master now finds himself entangled in a web of his own making. The stakes rise as the layers peel back and the game becomes increasingly perilous. Chapter 11 The Gathering Storm Victor Hale stared at the message from Unknown, his mind racing. 
The warning was clear. Tread carefully or face dire consequences, but Victor was not a man easily deterred. He had navigated the treacherous waters of politics for years, always emerging unscathed. Yet, Linda Thompson's newfound complexity intrigued him. Perhaps it's time for a face-to-face, -face, Victor mused. He arranged a clandestine meeting with the vice president, choosing a location known only to the highest echelons of power, a secret chamber within the Capitol building, hidden behind the facade of a janitor's closet. Chapter 12 The Confrontation As Victor entered the dimly lit chamber, he found Linda Thompson already seated at a round table, her face partially obscured by shadows. Mr. Hale, or should I say, Eminence Grizz, she greeted, her voice tinged with a mocking formality. Victor was taken aback. It seems my reputation precedes me, he replied, maintaining his composure. Or perhaps we're cut from the same cloth, Linda retorted, leaning into the light. Her eyes locked onto Victor's, and for the first time he felt a flicker of doubt. Could he manipulate this woman, or was she the puppeteer he had been warned about? Let's cut to the chase, Victor said, laying his cards on the table. I know about your past, covert operations, and hidden accounts. What I don't know is whether you're an asset or a liability, Linda chuckled. And what makes you think I'd reveal that to you? Because, Victor leaned in, we both know that this nation is a sinking ship and we're the only ones who can steer it away from the iceberg. Linda paused, her eyes narrowing. And what do you propose? Victor smiled. A partnership. Two puppet masters are better than one, especially when the puppets have started to think for themselves. The lines between puppet and puppeteer blur, as Victor Hale and Linda Thompson find themselves at a crossroads. Will they join forces to manipulate a nation teetering on the edge, or will their egos clash, leading to their mutual downfall? Chapter 13 The Devil's Bargain Victor Hale extended his hand across the table, a gesture as loaded as the words that had just been spoken. Linda Thompson looked at it, then back at Victor, her eyes searching for a hint of deception. Finding none, she shook his hand. It's a deal, then, Linda said, her voice tinged with relief and apprehension. Excellent, Victor replied, his mind racing with plans and contingencies. Together, we'll steer this nation through the storm and come out the other side stronger than ever. Or so he hoped. Chapter 14 The Uncertain Horizon As Victor left the secret chamber, his encrypted phone buzzed once more. It was another message from Unknown. Two puppet masters make for a tangled web. Be careful. The strings you pull may just strangle you both. Victor paused the weight of the warning settling over him like a dark cloud. He looked back at the chamber door, behind which sat the newest player in his intricate game. Was Linda Thompson truly an ally, or was she a Trojan horse, a puppeteer with her own set of strings? As he stepped into the night, the city's skyline stretched out before him, its lights twinkling like stars in a murky sky. Victor Hale, the eminence Gris, felt both invincible and vulnerable, powerful and powerless. The game had changed, the players were evolving, and the outcome was more uncertain than ever. 
And so, our tale comes to an end, not with a bang, but with a question mark. Victor Hale and Linda Thompson, two puppet masters in a world of political theatre, join forces in a devil's bargain. But as they pull the strings, who, or what, is pulling theirs? The future is uncertain, the horizon murky, and the strings ever tangled. In the grand puppet show of politics, is anyone truly in control? The end.